0: Oh,
1: Welcome to the If We Knew Then Podcast. I'm Stephen Sox.
0: And I'm Lori Sox.
1: And today we're celebrating Liam becoming a teenager.
0: Well, today is actually Valentine's Day. I think it's pretty spot on.
1: (laughs) That we would have a podcast on Valentine's Day. About Liam. Yes. This is our Valentine's Day. We seem to give each other Valentine's Day gifts this way.
0: This is our date. And it was easy to get a reservation. That's right. (laughs) No, I was thinking this morning, because for Valentine's Day, Liam's in middle school, so not everybody cu- brings Valentine's. I think this might be the last oh, year yeah. that, where yeah. the, you It's bring... more of an
1: elementary school thing, you think?
0: I think so, but I think this school, this brilliant, inclusive school, really keeps the sixth graders, uh, gives them that transition year. So they're not in elementary school anymore, but they're not amongst the... Eighth graders who feel like bigger kids—they're at a different place, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a great—I love that it's a transitional year because it does give by me one more year of passing out valentines.
1: It gives you one more year.
0: Yeah, sixth grade. I would I don't. I didn't do it for Sophia in middle school. She just was like, "Mom, no." Got like, it. I think it's something different. But what I think about when I think about its Liam's birthday. And it happens to fall on, it's usually on a three day weekend, but also during the week of Valentine's. So, regardless, I mean, this year his school is, is really pretty cool about giving us a time in the class that Liam get because it's going into the three day weekend, that Liam gets to celebrate his birthday in class, which he's.
1: Com- you have a little Party.
0: He's completely jazzed about. Mm-hmm. And there's so much that goes through my mind, right? So, this year I didn't really focus as much on the Valentine aspect of the week because I know that on Friday, we're going to be celebrating his 13th birthday in the classroom. And it's just really cool on so many levels because, well, I'm jumping the gun. I always do this, don't I? Well, what I are you, where were you going? No, I was just thinking that it's really cool because they're giving us, um, the time and space and the school has been really great. Cause Liam started talking about his, you know, his birthday was coming up and we have our family thing planned, but, because it's going into a three-day weekend, and this is actually Spirit Week, they're completely open about, like he gets a half hour in the in his homeroom to just celebrate his birthday. And we get to bring in, you know, some fun stuff and have a dance party and all of yeah, these Yeah, the school's great pretty things. fantastic. It's I pretty, mean, it
1: does also have smaller class sizes. that That's really great too. Mm-hmm, and so, there's
0: 20, 20, which is yeah. amazing for so many reasons. But not just that, like with Liam's, Still emerging, though making leaps and bounds with his expressive language and being a teenager in middle school, it's it's hard. It was challenging to get Sophia to reveal that much uh, when she was in sixth grade, but to just really get a pulse on things. And they've been once I expressed that Liam showed interest in actually having a birthday party with friends, which he's never done before.
1: Yeah, he didn't have like a lot of friends.
0: Yeah, that's that the one thing at yeah. his elementary school. I think he had one friend uh, and then...
1: They'd always pair that kid up with him usually and that yeah. was kind of done. This is more he inclusive had... in the whole entire class can be friends with each other.
0: Right, and it's... Because I believe that Liam is in an inclusive classroom and he's not labeled and he doesn't, his value isn't what his extra chromosome is. There isn't a lot of attention drawn to it. Like what, when he was in his elementary school, I mean, in first grade, his teacher said, okay, I have to class do something. I have to help Liam socks." And she was pretty stoked that she did that. Like She told us, remember, she told us that in the IEP. And I was like, no, that That's really kind of like do draws attention mm-hmm. in, in a really, really bad way. But as soon as Liam started to express that, and I was like, well, what do you want to do? And he said, I want to go see the new Ant-Man movie. Which I have to tell you that all of this, the entire situation brings me joy the whole time. Like the 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 fact that he wanted a birthday party, the fact that he wanted to invite his friends, the fact that he knew he wanted to go see this movie in theaters. And, you know, he's talking to me about it. And I, I don't know who his friends are. So I went to his BII and his resource teacher. And I was like, can you tell me some names? Can you tell me who his Friends are, well, you
1: because know, this kind of got sparked too when Liam and I after school walked over to the supermarket next door to the school, um, just to kind of look at some things, pick up maybe some chips or something. And we know what we were picking. We were picking up, we were picking we were up.
0: Picking up the gluten free Pringles, <laughs> the gluten free Lay's, <laughs> the gluten free Lay's,
1: yes, like Stacks, the Stacks. That's the, what we were picking up, kind of like Pringles. You made but it gluten-free. Sound like, we were yeah. picking up some. We vegetables. knew what we were getting, so we we're going in there, and he saw. <laughs> he said, as soon as we walked in, he goes, "Oh, those are kids from my school." And he said hi to him, and then. And
0: can we stop there? Like, do you sometimes feel because when when he'll say those are kids from my school, do you ever feel like, okay, what does this mean?
1: Well, yeah, because of the past, I was like, oh, well, those are kids your school at your school, but are they friends of yours that you can go up and talk to, or are they just kids in school that you see? Or
0: is it like do you sometimes get afraid that because Liam is really kind to most people? Do you ever get afraid that he's going to go up and they're going to be the kids that are snarky and make fun of him?
1: I used to think that, but now, only being a year in this school, I realize the importance of true inclusion and that that can totally negate a lot of bully possibilities. Mm -hmm. uh, That can negate being made fun of for Down syndrome. In fact, I just saw a YouTube video of a gentleman that, it was a series of videos he did. One was that he spent a day with people with Down syndrome to learn more about Down syndrome. Now, he does this with autism, with Tourette's. I think I can't remember all the other ones, but I obviously focused on the Down syndrome one. And he interviewed through Zoom for adults with Down syndrome and just asked them questions and he learned. And one of the questions he asked uh, an adult with Down syndrome was Do you get bullied? And the gentleman with Down syndrome said, no, I don't. But that's because I have been completely included in the school system, in my classroom, with everyone. How old was he? He's in his 20s. Okay. Uh, the gentleman with Down syndrome? Yeah. Yeah, he's in his in his 20s. And so that's a sidebar, but it reminds me that I don't fear as much about the bullying or being made fun of or whatever um, since we're in the new school. Um, in fact, when we went into the supermarket he was so jazzed about seeing them he asked me he said can I go say hi I was like yeah
0: which is amazing I know right. just that
1: I mean it was like because he knew we were on a mission to go get lays, probably the stacks and so he just went hey guys and they turned around and went hey Liam look it's Liam what are you what are you doing and he goes I'm getting some chips come on and and One of them left the Starbucks line that we're standing in, and and the other two were just kind of hanging out with him and walked over. And so three of the kids walked over, and they said, oh, what are you going to get? He goes, I'm looking for stacks. They didn't really understand what he said at that point. Um, And they went, oh, uh, did you say potato chips or what? And he he goes, stacks. And he got to the stacks next to the Pringles. and sounds like snacks. Yeah. I don't know what – I I don't – I was trying to give him independence too. I was walking ahead. Mm-hmm. to where I was going to kind of... So he he knew exactly where the potato chips were going to be because he just has to follow dad. But I was like five, six paces ahead of him. But gave him time with these, with these boys without me there, right? And man, as soon as they got there, they went, oh, Stacks, man, I love those too. I love that. You like that flavor? And they just were chatting. And it got that kind of dominoed into... I want to have a play date with one of these kids, you know, and it was like. But oh. he didn't
0: use play date. He said, "I want them to come into my home." Yeah,
1: I want to. come. I was translating for the audience. Yes, but yeah, he does. That's what he says. I want them to come to my home. It's like, oh, you know, okay. Well, I
0: only corrected that because play date to me is
1: so young. Is is younger? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But the
0: truth is, he never had play dates in elementary school, so he doesn't really know that.
1: But that keyed me on the idea that he's got three solid kids right here that are, I'm assuming, friends, but they're at least know his name, take interest, and they. They're talking right now.
0: They left the Starbucks line for him. Yeah,
1: I mean, I don't know if they hang out all the time, but they're definitely have already passed the icebreaker moment, right? I mean, they're involved. These are classmates. So I'm like, wow. How'd you feel? Great. I feel like, wow, this is awesome. Even if it's just those three. Then come to find out there's a lot. There's a lot of kids in his classroom that are like, oh, yeah. No, I'd love to hang out with Liam, you know? So I think that's what spurred on the idea of you could invite some friends to the Ant Man movie when we go see the new Ant Man. You know? Yeah, well, I want to say that, turned into my eight kids. Well, nine. Oh, but, wow, that's great. Which,
0: but I want to say that my fear that someone's going to bully my kid comes from Sophia, and that she was mm-hmm. bullied so badly, and I still have that same like I need to step back and suss it out. Even now with her, I'll just observe and you know and just watch. And I'm bad, I'm terrible because I don't necessarily just watch the interaction. I watch when they walk away. I watch what happens when they walk away because that's a big concern to me.
1: Now Liam's and, feelings can get hurt, but yeah, he's pretty good. He's a good judge of at, character. Yes, a judging character. And also, if there's someone that he doesn't want to talk to, he won't for whatever reason. He'll be like, you know, uh, yeah. I'm good. Or if someone shies away nice? from him too and isn't, yeah. you know, doesn't want to engage. He's good with like, okay. He's ne- learning, but next. I just want to
0: say that that is not always. And that's part of his rec therapy and yes. different, that's like, that's worked out Like well. really working on, you know, social, emotional, and cute names. Because he did cute keep naming one cues.
1: kid that he wanted to invite, and we found out that wasn't that child necessarily, maybe didn't want to hang so much, right?
0: Was kind, but yeah, but wasn't, wasn't like buddy, buddy. Wasn't, yeah, wasn't his best Which friend. Which is fine.
1: That's just kids. That's, yeah, that's part of it. That's not kids. That's humans.
0: That's humans. Yeah. So, like,
1: if you don't want to be Liam's friend for whatever reason, you just don't, I don't have the same interests. Whatever. It's completely legit and good.
0: But I think now that we're in an inclusive classroom and we have, it's different. And so now maybe you don't want to be Liam's friend. Doesn't, it doesn't weigh so much because it doesn't feel like it represents the fact that he's being labeled or being excluded. You or could
1: just not want to be Liam's friend because you don't have the same interests. You don't just, you just don't get along. It has nothing to do with Down syndrome.
0: But no, you could just want your privacy. You just <laughs> you might like, like holding, I don't, yeah. tra- I personally in a classroom wouldn't like be a heavy, I just would do my schoolwork. Like I wasn't a heavy socializer. Is that a word? But back to the planning for his party, for his party for school. I think it you know it it went all the way back to when Liam wanted to go to California Adventure for his birthday. And since he was 4 years old, we've talked about when he turned 4 and we had a birthday party for him and lots of kids from his school came and it was so overwhelming for me as a parent because I kept you know doubting does he know it's his birthday what does he want for his birthday he didn't really want anything for his birthday does does he know that this party's for him there was so much pressure and i remember talking about this maybe last year and i received a response from a parent who understood that who that that touched them to just that concern that we have and i would have to say if i looked back on it it was probably very close to the same way sophia felt when she had a birthday party but because Sophia communicated to me, um, that she liked Tangled, I knew, oh, I can well, I'll make you this Tangled birthday party. And she was a little overwhelmed at her birthday party as well. But when Liam turned four and we had this party, it was just such a, a weight on my heart because he didn't ask for anything. Um, when we had, there was all these kids there and just, he, he wasn't necessarily, it wasn't his jam. It was a lot of people, which I can totally understand, but I was putting that pressure on that it should be different for him that he should enjoy enjoy this for some Sometimes reason. You can, I needed again you can push you yeah. push an agenda of well, we're gonna have a party again. It's just that what I needed, what yeah. I needed, instead of taking those cues, and it was so in, important. And then we just shifted to like neither of our kids really liked big parties, so it would just we just do something special for them. Well, here we are turning 13, we have his his special weekend planned. And then he says he wants to invite kids over to celebrate his birthday to have a party. And the entirety of the event is really something that I longed for. And then I gave up on, and then I put in a different box, and then I made it not important. I even said this last year. I said, it's not important if he has friends. What's important is that he's in an inclusive classroom. If, if he has one person that knows his name, that's great. I remember saying these words once we got out of his other school and we transitioned. I was like, you know what? Now he's in this new school, and he made the transition so well after being out of school f- for COVID. And I told myself all of these things and I just made it okay. And the truth is, it is okay. I was perfectly fine. Do you remember this conversation? Yeah,
1: I was just thinking, is that a defeatist I mindset? don't know, I because think... Because I was thinking like, it reminds me of when people say, or maybe we had said it when we created the podcast. If I can touch one life, I could change one, make one perspective parent. Have a different path. Yeah, because then, that would no, make it worth well, it. Well,
0: I think that then for me, I... I want it to change for everybody. When I see on the message boards that people are still getting diagnoses and just having being bullied by their doctors, having family members say different things, being filled with all these fears, getting negative, and not having that positive accessible to them. It makes me really sad. I just want it to change because it's been 13 years. We've seen a progression. We've seen change in the 13 years, but we've also had to really fight for it. And I also see that right at the edge is the unchanged. It's easily accessible. It's more easily accessible than the progress. And so sometimes that's the first thing that people receive. And I, I don't want it to be that way. So changing one life isn't enough, but right. one life is enough because mm-hmm. one life affects so many, but I just want it to be different for everyone. I want everyone to be in an inclusive classroom. I want everyone to know their rights. I want everyone to be okay with their kid's journey, whatever it is, wherever they are, wherever their child is. I, I don't want parents to feel like they have to push. I don't want parents to feel defeated or sad Instead of seeing the beauty, like if I could go back to his fourth birthday, I could just say, oh, because he was also in an inclusive preschool and every kid showed up to that party. Mm -hmm. Every kid, nobody was forced to. Every parent. And they were so happy and they were like, yeah. And and it was a really positive experience. But again, very inclusive environment. All the parents had an inclusive mindset. So it was different. And if I could be there, I would have just celebrated and been just like, no, Liam doesn't like doesn't want the cake. The truth is he has a gluten allergy. Liam is far more intuitive than I am. I'm like pushing cake and he's like, "Mm -mm, that's not going to go well. And if I could just be in that moment and let that moment be that moment and see it for all the gifts that were there instead of what wasn't there. Cause I don't even know what wasn't there. Mm -hmm. There was so much there if I could go back and that's what I'd want for any parent with a child any any child, but in this particular community, any child who has an extra chromosome to just, just be in the moment and be not even okay with the moment, celebrate the heck out of that thing because it's beautiful and life has enough challenges. We're
1: well, talking about change. I am about to say something that I will not edit out of the podcast episode, no matter how much you want me to. What? The last couple of weeks, I've come across several videos or technologies that I have read about that are pushing in the direction we are advocating for when it comes to Why would Down I Syndrome. want
0: you to take that out?
1: Because when I read about these things or people talk about them, they're using a specific wording that is your voice. You are a driving voice in this podcast and you have a very specific way that you talk and words that you use that you've come to be your mantra in your advocacy and i hear those words in change and i think it's something we should take a moment to really like say great okay we're all uniting together in the direction we want what do you mean the words di- di- i use well you know like when i read that thing to you from the open ai
0: Oh, yes, this is brilliant. Well, this is where we're all over the place because you know what? That's that's what a party isn't that what a party is? I don't want to change the when, whole you, format but of when you're at a party and today. you're celebrating. Isn't that what happens? Like you start out and here's some this and then you just go out on all these tangents. But that's what a party is. And that's what a celebration is. If you want to look at the fact that 13 years ago, what we experienced and when we started this podcast, we just wanted to the information to be there for parents that we didn't have. And we wanted it to be a different message than we received. And I think that's what you're going to say is 13 years later, There is there a different message that's out there?
1: Yes. And it's very specific to the way you describe how the movement should go. And I think, I think that so is great. Is, so I will tell you.
0: Tell them what it is first because so this of all, is really cool.
1: Open AI is something that a lot of you may know about, but you can go there and now they have.
0: What is Open AI? Is that like a, you
1: just. It's an open source. How did you find it? Well, I just, I just like this technical technical stuff, but but, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of like when we had the episode with Ed Casagrande and Matt McNulty, like, um, about Google AI learning voice recognition and having as many adults with Down syndrome as possible to input their voice so that Google could specifically target the way some people with Down syndrome pronounce different words. Like
0: when we were talking to our Alexa app. And we don't get, we're not sponsored by anybody. Oh, no, no, you can do all this. But we were talking to, because after we talked to Ed, we were talking about the importance of that these devices, that technology is, it's great for everybody, but is it for everyone? It's great for the progression of mankind, but is it accessible for everyone? So Google was making it accessible by using people with Down syndrome and their speech patterns and their voice tones and everything so that they could actually access this technology and I remember the night that Liam what did he say lights off or he said oh yeah he said he Alexa said, lights, lights off Off,
1: and then the light turned off
0: and we we would practice that oh, every night every night so cool. we would try every night we would say you know we'd give him so many chances and then maybe like we'd help a little bit and it was you I have to say it's from receiving your supports and getting speech to to support your expressive language, but we practice and practice. And I think it's a little bit of both. Like we support in home, we get, we fight for those supports for him to have them. And then you have this company, technological company that works on the other end. And when he was finally able to use his voice command, I mean, that was a celebration.
1: Yeah. And it's only getting better, but open AI um, has different chatbots, and one of the n- newest ones is called Chat GPT, and you can go on and sign up for it. But it's really kind of fun. Is what this it an does, app? What is this? Is this it, an it's app? not an app. It's a it's a website, and what it does is it's an engine that's being taught how to talk to you like a human would, but it's artificial intelligence. So you could, how
0: would someone find this? Did you just Google
1: OpenAI.com, I think, or just Google OpenAI, and you'll or Google chat GPT as for generative pre-trained transformer and you just
0: but, googled it because you like technology
1: yeah I came across it and I was like oh and in my mind I'm like well how does this pertain to the in your mind
0: community? you actually went into it going let's see
1: let's see what they do when they do when because this is the thing you're supposed to be able to ask it questions and it'll come back with answers you could ask it you know what's 10 plus 10 and it'll tell you 20 and it'll come out and say 20 and then you might say well what tell me again and it might say 10 plus 10 equals 20. It, it has different ways of answering uh, questions, but it's supposed to be able you're supposed to have a conversation with it and it builds upon the conversation. You're it's learning. Yeah, it's learning. And it also builds upon the conversation you're having at that moment. And then you can reset it and start a new conversation. But when I want to just see what is in the very foundation of this artificial is it intelligence, or is it discriminatory? How does it see down syndrome?
0: and this is because if you actually google down syndrome you get horrific answers you get the same answers that we received 13 years ago there's other stuff in there too but you you can get pretty like detrimental information and there's still that one picture and the, the definition and explanation is is still pretty derogatory
1: yes this is different because when i asked its the question it gave me a very pretty generic definition of Down syndrome when I asked what Down syndrome was. it Now, they have to understand, this is not asking Google a question. Google is going to give you a list of a bunch of internet websites that will then have an answer, right? This is a specific platform, a chat bot, an artificial intelligence that is giving you an output after you ask it a question. And you could ask the question so, several times. It will give, give you- You can
0: ask any question. How to make a souffle.
1: Yeah, and instead of like sending you to a website that's going to say, "Great, now click on the recipe," it's going to tell you the recipe. Like, it'll say, "Oh, a souffle. This is how many eggs you need." It'll walk. It'll talk to you as a human would, not just "Here's the recipe, and you can click on which recipe you like." So I asked it, "What is Down syndrome?" I registered, and that was the very first question I asked it because in my mind, I'm like, "What's the first question I'm going to ask it?" Well, in my life, what is Down syndrome? <laughs> it's something I'm very curious about. I want to make sure. My son's going to the world, and people are going to the world in the future. But you want to. I want to see about, what they, where we're heading.
0: Right, but when you, you know, as far as this world opening up to be more inclusive, you know, and one of the challenges in inclusion is a lot of times people will come to the person that they don't know anything about. Like we experience this with Down syndrome. I know with gender and gender fluidity and different identifications or different races or cultures, people will go. And I think it's great, one, asking questions. But, you know, there are certain questions that we have technology that we can actually look up on how to approach situations. Yeah. There's information. But this is along that lines of people can, it's more of a conversation. It's more of a, a, like a breathing, meant to be a human experience instead
1: of. Yes. And people will take this information for the most part, as true. You know, right. this is developing, but I want to see where they were at this point. Like if you Googled Down syndrome, you kind of get, you know, uh, very medical. and yeah. It's not fun. No. And, and so that's people's baseline I don't know anybody with Down syndrome. Then yes. if someone knows someone with Down syndrome, yes, okay, whatever. You're going to get the real. Not always. Not always. But anyway. But it's the foundation. So what's the foundation of this, of new AI coming for the next generation? So
0: the reason why you're excited about it is maybe it's something different. Maybe there's change. Maybe something right?
1: different. And I think... It is different. And I think a lot of it has to do with this early development and foundation they've built for inclusion. Yeah. So I asked, what is Down syndrome? And it just told me. Down syndrome is a genetic condition caused by the presence of an extra copy of chromosome 21. It is characterized by intellectual disability, distinct facial features, and some physical health issues. It's important to note that each person with Down syndrome is unique and may have different abilities and challenges. With early intervention and support, people with Down syndrome can lead fulfilling lives and make meaningful contributions to their families and communities.
0: Oh, see, now I like that.
1: That's a generic uh, answer. But I said, are people with Down syndrome always happy? It said, no, people with Down syndrome are not always happy. Like everyone else, individuals with Down syndrome experience a range of emotions and can feel happy, sad, frustrated, and many other emotions. The stereotype that people with Down syndrome are always happy is not accurate and can be harmful, as it can lead to a lack of understanding and support of their real emotions and needs. That's beautiful.
0: Yeah, I love that.
1: But because it's AI, you can ask this question over and over, and it's going to have generally the same answer, but presented in different ways. And so you can kind of thumbs up the answers you like, thumbs down the answers that you don't think are relevant. And so we can help form this AI too, because it's going to, you're going to ask it what Down syndrome is and it might become a little more medical or it might uh, not be really heading exactly the way you want it to head. And then you hear other ways you go, well, that's uplifted. That's much more presented, much better, much more true. And so you can thumbs up, you know, what the ones we like and the ones we don't like.
0: You asked it another question and it was, what was it about? What was your other question?
1: I asked if people with Down syndrome can leave meaningful lives mm-hmm. and it was very positive. It was, of course they can, you know, people with Down syndrome contribute to the society. And so it was just very nice because it's true.
0: So that's a change that's out there that makes me really happy that that's, that's available now. That would be something that when if Liam was born today, that would be something that you would go to, I think. And then you would have these answers instead of some of the information that we were given. But anyway, we go- we were talking about his birthday and I want to just acknowledge that he's 13 and he wants a party now and he knows what he wants and we're fortunate that he's in an inclusive environment that because I I asked them, you know, can you just just tell me who his his friends are, his real friends? And I asked that about Sophia too. Like you won't say that to kids, like are you his real friend? But as an adult and as an observer of things just let me know because I also am inclusive and don't want to leave someone out. Because that is actually one thing and that I've always had in life. Like I've, I always work to include everyone, and that was long before Liam. I always wanted everyone to feel included, and I feel like sometimes just having an invite is enough. Like you know, you might not want to go to the party, but having that invitation is is really nice. Mm-hmm. And so they uh, they gave me a list of his friends and what started out as like three or four and it was eight and then one child was like, oh, I want to go. And and I was like, well, why not invite him? Because I'm going to tell you at his other school, that didn't
1: happen. Did Liam seem open to that child going?
0: Oh, it, he didn't say it in front of me. He said it, um, some other child was talking about it and this one child said, oh, I want to go. And Liam said, "You can come then." Oh, nice! <laughs> like, because Liam is inclusive. Here's the thing: we advocate for an inclusive world. Our son is one of the most inclusive people. He includes everyone. And I want to talk. Go back to when you know you were saying you asked the, the they asked the adult with Down syndrome if he was bullied, and he said no because he's in an inclusive environment. I want to go back to the aha moment that I had the, in our first interview with Katie. And she Mm -hmm. was just like, I don't really pay attention to those people. And it made a light bulb go on to me. Like, I want to make sure that Liam understands individuals and can read cues and doesn't put himself in harm's way. But he is far less susceptible to people who act like turkeys than I am. On the outside, I've got like my peacock feathers up and I'm just uh, on the lookout. And I will get very, very upset if I see someone at a distance poking fun or doing whatever. I get very, I'm very sensitive to that.
1: To he things is, h- toward Liam. Yes. Yeah. But
0: he doesn't, if he doesn't see it, he could then, choose not that, see it
1: or he could even see it and just go, I'm, I'm whatever. out of here. Like yeah. I
0: need to get that because you know what? It's not, I tell Sophia, I tell myself, I tell you, it's not our business who doesn't like us. That's not our business. That's their problem. That's not our business. So I wanted to revisit that because, you know, not everybody has an inclusive environment. Not everybody has that kind of support. We did not have it until a year ago. It's only been a little over a year since we've been in an an environment that's fully inclusive of our son, educationally, in every way. Mm -hmm. So don't give up hope because that one year has made so many differences in Liam's life and his confidence, in his speech and his communication. So it makes such a huge difference. So just don't give up and don't lose hope. Hold on to your hope because change is there and your child will continue to progress. Just keep supporting them. You're going to get there. You're going to get there and you're not doing it alone. You have an entire community. And not only this community now, it does branch out. It branches out into society. It branches out to AI, to companies, to the media, to film, to to every area of our world is becoming more inclusive. So if I could say, just hold on to that hope, because it's there. If I could go back to when Liam was born, if I could go back to his fourth birthday, I would say, hey, man, don't worry. Be here. Enjoy here. Here is good. Here is great. So many gifts.
1: I think we're looking at this entry into teenage years, and there's a real light there that I see. Yeah. You know, not even the light at the end of the tunnel, like we're now into the light.
0: Maybe it's not a tunnel anymore. Maybe it's just (laughs) a beautiful open road. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's the difference.
1: Blue skies ahead
0: right? Like when we sat down to do this episode, I laughed because I was thinking we've we've had this episode, you know, for the last couple years about his birthday. And whenever we've spoken about his birth, and actually just in life, whenever we spoke about his birth, um, there was the tendency to focus on the challenges. And I remembered this. And I think that's how life works. That's how we work once we can, once we're open a little bit, like we don't have so many pressures. And, and and I have to admit, the fight for Liam's education had has put a lot of pressure on me in the past and robbed me. And when you say, Boo, that, you know, we just wanted to change one person's life, I think that's why it takes its toll on me. I want to change everything everyone's journey. I want to change everyone's journey for the better because I know the toll that this takes on parents and I just don't want it to take that toll on you. Since we have been free from that toxic environment, from teachers telling us our child wasn't equal, from nobody doing their job to support our child, from an entire school district denying and being okay with denying his civil right to an education. I want to acknowledge that takes a toll on us. And we need to take moments to step away and breathe. We need that. Every parent does that for themselves. And it would drive me bananas when I was in school, fighting and fighting and fighting. And there was this pub that all the parents would go to. And (laughs) and I was just like, no, I don't. I don't need to have a glass of wine (laughs) and really tell you what my day has been. And also I couldn't, I couldn't just tell other parents who are on a totally different journey, or I felt like I couldn't. Maybe I could have, maybe I should have, maybe I shouldn't have carried the burden the whole time, but I will tell you in the year since we've removed ourselves from that situation, I can see where I need to heal. And I have a little bit more, well, there's a lot more joy, but I just, I just have more insight into what I went through, what we went through. And I thought that if I was advocating and fighting and doing these things, that that was, that was it. But it, I wasn't taking care of myself, of my heart. I was being so tough because I thought that's what I needed to be. I was, rising above everything. And, and I didn't see it until we got out of it. This was the first time when we were talking about Liam's birth. And this is so silly, but the memory that came back to me was that my concern, the one, you know, you have a checklist before you go to the hospital. I need a waterproof eyeliner. That was what I wanted. Now, this is the gift of Not having a doctor, like we didn't know the diagnosis. And so we hadn't had anybody feeding us any negativity. So we were free of that negativity. I think people should have the diagnosis so they can be prepared with supports, have the right crib, have the right car seat, have the right size pajamas, those things definitely. But I am thankful that I had the freedom that my only concern was. I remembered what I looked like after Sophia was born. I was a hot mess. And I was like, I need a waterproof eyeliner and lip gloss. And that's what I need to put my eyeliner on before Liam is born. And then give me lip gloss before you take my picture. And that was, that was <laughs> oh, for, what, photos. for photos. photos. you remember this? And yes. we went to the mall and I remember the lady at Sephora going, Are, like, I forget what she said, but she saw something like, I think maybe she probably had experience with preeclampsia or with uh, and she and she said something to me like do you have you checked your blood pressure <laughs> like I remember that and I went and checked my blood pressure do you remember and mm-hmm. we saw oh, the yeah. number and it was so elevated and I was like hmm this machine must be broke and I just today at 13 years as he's turning 13 years old it was the really the first time I could have the memory of how silly and naive I was, because that may have been the last moment that I was naive in Liam's existence, because he was actually born like two days later. <laughs> and, I, and I remember going to the hospital because of that blood pressure. And then my main concern was, okay, I just bought a key lime pie because I treated myself to a key lime pie because it was Valentine's Day week. And I was thinking about that key lime pie in the fridge. These were the thoughts in my brain. And it was, I, I think it was the last time that I was naive. It was the last time that I could be frivolous. It was the last time that concern didn't drive me. That's why we made this podcast, because I don't want concern and fear to drive anyone. Because we could get just as far on the love of our child, the hope for our child, the hope for change. Just the love. I love my child so much. Let's get him the support he needs. So it's Liam's birthday. This is Liam's birthday week. And today is Valentine's Day. And we just call it Love Day. It's I know it's corny, but... I think Valentine's Day is every day that we celebrate the love that we have. I mean, have. love's
1: so integral to life. It's like, how is it not every day, right?
0: Yeah, what is it? It's the greatest thing is to love and be loved in return. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is so true. And if one day a year everybody remembers that, then that's that's great.
1: It's fitting that Liam's birthday is just three days Right around the corner,
0: right? I mean, it just, it really is. Because I think that in the past, Valentine's Day and all the love that is there has maybe carried me through the week to some of the harder birthdays, to some of the other challenges. As I say that, I just know that that's what love does for us always, carries us through the hard moments. This year, we are so fortunate that You know, we made some invitations, and regardless of how many kids, parents, RSVP, yes, Liam asked for a party. We found out he has friends. I saw excitement as he passed out invitations at school, and it's a gift. I'm going to stay focused on that gift of what those moments were and not let my mind that likes to worry, which I'll admit, I already have, who's going to say yes. I've already done that. So maybe Mm -hmm. it's easier for me to say that now I can, I've done that. I'm human. I'm, I just am. I'm a mom who loves my kids and wants them to be happy and wants them to have friends. And I do it for my daughter too. I'm just going to enjoy, I'm going to enjoy this week. I'm going to enjoy that, 30 minutes that Liam gets to celebrate himself that I'm actually only allowed to drop off the food and the playlist. And Liam just gets to be with his super cool English teacher and his homeroom class and celebrate him. And if I could gift each of you a teacher that when you hear them talk about your child, it has the excitement of some of Liam's teachers for him, I would, because it's a game changer to hear another adult as excited, excited in a good way, excited in a great, supportive, inclusive way. So find find that environment for you. Mr. Rogers used to say, find the helpers, because there are always helpers around you. So if you don't already have it in your school, make a group Or just join any group. Inclusion goes for us too. You're included. Don't be afraid to to use your voice. To know that your voice matters. Your words, your feelings. They count. Because we all
1: count. And we've lately gotten a lot of emails and direct messages reaching out to us. And just, we've never really mentioned it. But please reach out to us if you need us. We always respond to any questions, a lot of times we'll help celebrate by forwarding to our social media footprint, achievements and, um, and, and special moments. So we love hearing from you. Happy birthday, Liam.
0: Happy birthday, Liam.
1: Please follow us on Twitter at IfWeKnewThenPod and you can drop us a line on our Facebook page at IfWeKnewThenPod or visit our website, IfWeKnewThen.com to send us an email with questions and comments.